do have that big vision, like you just mentioned. And then all of a sudden you're slapped with the overwhelm. If you sit in it by yourself, it's going to feel very heavy and it's going to feel like very overwhelming in your mind. And then you get that paralysis analysis. But when you work it out and you talk it out with women in your group or community or mastermind, or maybe you have a girl group that you chat with, you get to talk it out. And then you get to have these women interject, like, just focus on these two things. Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Intuitively Connected podcast. I am your host, Riley June. I am honored to be your intuition master coach and empowerment leader who has spent the past half a decade perfecting a method to walk you through deep cellular transformation so that you no longer need healers to help you thrive in your life. I have had the honor of supporting thousands of women across the world and watching them move through deep transformations from finding themselves, ridding the limiting beliefs and hurt of their past, finding that deep soul intuitive connection that we all desire and seek, and having them walk away a more empowered and connected version of themselves, thriving in so many different ways. This podcast is here to bust down the new age deceptive, manipulative energy tactics that are often found in the spiritual industry, sharing credible guests transforming lives with specialized gifts and modalities to not only equip you with the knowledge of what to do, but to inspire you to take that action so that you can rise and thrive now and in your future too. From intuition, faith, mindset, emotional intelligence, physical care, and so much more, this weekly dropping podcast every Monday will give you the dose of knowledge you have been praying for. It's time to get you intuitively connected now. Are you ready? Let's dig in. souls welcome to another session i am so excited to have felicia romano with us today and we're going to be talking about all things finding your purpose oh there's some baby burps in this episode we might even have some poops and my kids have some friends over in the basement running around screaming so you might hear that as well but thankfully this intro is going to be super short (laughs) and i'm gonna let it go right into the episode unlike last week One thing that I want to share with you about finding your purpose is that finding your purpose isn't this magical thing that all of a sudden you have this light bulb moment with and you just take off and hit the ground running. Finding your purpose is an evolution. It is a continual journey of doing things that you love in the act of service. I didn't know that a part of my purpose was going to be helping women find empowerment through intuition, connection, and healing online. I never knew that a part of my purpose was going to be hosting in-person retreats and workshops and network marketing experiences. I never knew that finding my purpose was going to lead me to having to make bold and scary decisions that involved me flying to San Diego with money that I didn't necessarily have, involved me investing in coaches that I didn't necessarily have at the time, investing in bringing on a website platform to be able to host all the things in one place. And in the beginning, 
figuring out a way to pay for that every month. I didn't know that finding my purpose wasn't just going to be this one action. It is a multitude of actions that you take consistently throughout finding the things that you love. And that doesn't always mean that your purpose is going to be something you monetize. Your purpose might be volunteering at a women's shelter. It might be traveling the world and rebuilding homes. It might be picking up garbage on a beach. Your purpose isn't this shining star that is always dangled above our heads like a carrot. And I think that's something that we can really bring into this before we turn it over to the interview about new age deception is that it's constantly marketed to you that once you heal something, you will find your purpose. Once you do this one thing, you will find your purpose. But your purpose is a series of decisions. Your purpose is a series of actions. Your purpose is finding the joy in even exactly where you are right now in your life. Me having this newborn strapped to my chest 24-7, being a mom to my kids, being a wife to my husband, building the life that we build, uh, supporting you beautiful people online. These are all different factors of my purpose. And I wouldn't have known that that was my purpose 10 years ago when I first met my stepdaughter. I wouldn't have known that was going to be my purpose six years ago, three years ago, and a month ago when I had all my children. I didn't know those factors were a part of my purpose. I assumed one day I would be a mom, that's a societal expectation, and I think as a woman that's such a powerful thing that we can do is bring in this next generation. And for those of you who struggle with fertility, like that, you can still be a mom to your nieces and your nephew, to your friends' children through adoption, through, um, oh, what's the other one? Through uh, foster care, through in vitro, through just even going through the process and sharing with other women who are in your position that it's a waiting game. It's a it's an experience you go through and maybe you don't end up having kids, but you've tried for a really long time. That can equally be a part of your purpose. So it's about finding the joy and making peace with all of the experience and sharing that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be online either. It could be with a friend. It could be with a family member. It could be with someone that you share a conversation with in line for a couple moments at the grocery store. These are all moments that lead up to your purpose. But when it comes to those bigger things, like what am I meant to do in this life? You have to start doing the things that you feel called to do. I was, I've been speaking with a few of you in the DMs and one of you had, we were having this conversation about how you wanted to run a spiritual business and support women with intuition and and healing and even mediumship and being able to even monetarily just bring in a little bit of something extra. Like not even, you're not even looking to make some significant dent. Your goal isn't necessarily to retire your husband, but maybe you provide a little bit of extra cash for some bills or a savings plan or something to that degree. And and that's your financial goal. But ultimately you want, you have this deep passion to just know more about spirituality and turn around and support others with spirituality. And then it was followed up with, you know, hopefully I can start that sooner rather than later. You can start that right now. You don't need a single dollar to start something that you love. 
Go on Facebook, go on Instagram, do the scary shit your pants thing and press go live and just start talking about it. You can start a Facebook group, which is also free, and you can just funnel people into saying, hey, come join me in my Facebook group where I talk more about this stuff or we get to connect more about our stories of this, build a community. Even still, you're not monetizing, you're not selling anything, but you're creating an audience, you're creating a community and eventually people will just start approaching you. Hey, how can I work with you? Hey, how can I learn this too? That's exactly how I started. I didn't start with hundreds of thousands of dollars in investments. I didn't start with um, even $100 in courses and products. I listened to podcasts. I went live on Instagram, never having done that before. Talked about my journey, talked about what I was learning, talked about what I was excited about, and funneled people into a Facebook group. And literally, that was what I did. And eventually people started referring me. I started doing readings with cards that I that my husband had many, many years before I met him. So my cards were free and just started doing readings online for free. And eventually people approached me and referred me. So whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to draw, if you want to create, make something, you want to design something, you know, learn the skills and the tools of how to do it online. Learn the skills and the tools of how to market that, of how to sell that, of how to deliver that. And most importantly, have fun with it because your purpose isn't something that's going to cause you a headache. Though sometimes the nitty gritty details and the consistency of having to show up might. Um, doing the thing is what you're going to love. And if you're going into it already stressed out, it's probably not your purpose. It's If it's not something you need to just genuinely reframe, it's probably not something that you're supposed to be doing because you're not excited about it. You're stressed out about it. How much fun is that? When I think about supporting Sup- women, supporting women in containers, in one-on-one coaching, in programs, I am elated just thinking about how they're going to feel having the ability to see their own blocks, to learn tools that allow them to emotionally decompress and neutralize when a situation comes up, to be able to look at their past and know how to reframe it so that it's not this this traumatic, overburdening experience, to think about even months after our containers, what they say when they message me still applying the work, having even more breakthroughs, taking even bigger actions. With some clients, the actions during our containers was finding their voice and just starting to speak up with friends and family members that had abused them their whole life or emotionally manipulated them or spoke down to them. And then after our containers, some of their greatest results was finally telling that person off, finally setting those boundaries, and not only just setting them, but upholding themselves to it, honoring those boundaries that they set, showing up for them, right? So in finding your purpose, it has to be something that you love to do because if you don't love to do it, it's not something that you're going to be able to sustain, I've built this business over five years because I genuinely love supporting people. Something that I didn't know I loved to do even 10 years ago. I didn't know that I would love creating and building and designing and putting programs together and that even in that it would lead me to the Bible and scripture and then a part of my purpose would be sharing that message, right? 
So I'm going to leave you with this because the kids are coming up. You have to love what you want, what you do and what you want to do. And most importantly, you have to be willing to take action on it and go with the ebbs and flows of all the different directions that it takes you into. All right, I'm going to turn it over to the interview. Make sure to um, tag us on Instagram, screenshot. Let us know what your biggest takeaways are. Welcome everyone to another session. I am so excited to have Felicia Romero with us today. I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. Uh, But Felicia is such a wealth of knowledge and such a beautiful human being. I'm so excited to share her world and her wisdom and her just her energy with you guys today. So Felicia, thank you for coming on. And I'd love for you to start off with just letting everybody know who you are and and what magic you provide to this world. Thank you. Thank you so much. And by the way, for the audience that may not know, I mean, you were on my podcast and the women that the, what you shared and just the women that, that really connected with your message is so powerful. So you are doing an amazing thing in this world, such great impact, but thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Um, yeah, I, you know, you're right. There's just like these levels in your life where there's this vast amount of knowledge that's built through the years, whether it's, you know, the, the road of when I was in college or the road of when I was competing or starting up my, my gym. So I kind of look at my life as these different different chapters in my life. And I've, it's allowed me to pivot and evolve. But yeah, I started in the wellness fitness space. You know, I got my master's in exercise and wellness from Arizona State. I played softball at Arizona State. So I've always been in sort of that athletic place. And I remember in college, it was this like pivotal moment. And it sort of set me up for different decisions that I had to make through my life. And it really was like following my heart. And I was studying law, got my bachelor's in political science, took my LSAT for law school. I mean, I went as far as even being an intern at the house of representatives. Like I was like in it. And it was this turning point that I knew that I wasn't making the decision to go to law school based on my own decision. It wasn't based on what I wanted. It was based on what my family, specifically my mom wanted. And I remember sitting down trying to write the essay for law school, you know, to try to get in. And I was like, this isn't what I want to do. And it was that pivotal moment. And um, I didn't know where, what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to unfold, but I'm a firm believer that that one tiny action step can lead you down a path that creates this momentum that then creates opportunity. And, you know, taking that first step it may not be the end all be all to the destination, but it's getting you closer to wherever you need to go. So that's really been the, the catalyst for most of my life and um, decided to, you know, pursue fitness. And I knew that my natural gifts were coach a coach. I just, it's something that I've always loved to do. And it's something that just came naturally to me, Opened up my first gym in my early twenties. And from my early twenties, all the way up to 35, I owned three gyms selling my last gym in 2017. Again, I look back at those times and I think my naivete got me through a lot of it. Just like I was always, and this has always been me. I've always been so attached to the big vision, you know? And so the how never really got me down. The how never really stopped me. I just sort of figured it out. And again, when you're putting that energy out, you know, like, oh, I really want to do, like, you'd be surprised the way the universe responds to you, right? And so that has really been the last, you know, 20 years of my entrepreneurship. Wow, what an incredible story and such an adventure. 
And I think the thing that a lot of people really struggle with is that willingness to go on the adventure because we have these set goals in mind or achievements in mind or directions in mind, whether it be family-based influence or it be self-influence or whatever the case, Instagram influence these days. But then we forget that there's a whole adventure that we go on to go through these experiences. And I love what you said about how it was it's not always these like multiple steps that we take. It's those what those pivotal decisions that we make in a moment that really change the trajectory for our lives. And so I'd love to know from you, when it came to going from law school, which sounds like it was a big pressure that was weighed on you, you spent the time doing it, which is not a short amount of time, the money to invest in it. You know, there's that aspect of your family having that expectation over you. If you can recall, what was kind of like the thoughts or the experience that you were moving through when you decided to make a change for the betterment of you versus the direction that your mom specifically was really in- enforcing. And I'm sure in a loving way, but enforcing for you to go through. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Like I remember it, like it was yesterday and it wasn't even, and, and so I, I was so excited for the adventure. I didn't know what what it was going to bring. I just knew I needed to help people. I needed to train people. And I first started out of my house, but I remember when I told my mom, and that was probably the scariest thing is because, you know, your mom, like, especially my mom, and I come from a Mexican background and, you know, she's, she was very strict with me. I was the firstborn, And she also, I was the first to graduate in my family with any sort of degree. So I was sort of setting the bar for all of my future generations of cousins and things like that. (laughs) So, and also in her head, nothing against her. I mean, this is what, and subconsciously what she believes, but she thought that I needed to be in some sort of profession, like a lawyer or a doctor or something like that in order to be looked at as successful, right? Like she just didn't, she didn't understand that there are other ways, you know, she was that work hard mentality. It's going to take a lot of suffering and a lot of this to get to where you need to be. And so nothing against that, but you know, that was just in her mind. And so like, I knew that there was something different for me. And honestly, it was that moment of like, I don't see myself years from now doing this thing. And I think what really opened my eyes to it is I was an intern at a law office and to see the amount of work that they had to do 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And the, the loans, the student debt, like all the things I just, it wasn't a driver, driving force for me. The title of being a lawyer or the whatever the aspiration of it wasn't the driver for me. The driver for me was, gosh, I want to be happy at the end of the day. And it's so crazy to like think back at that time. I was so young and was, you know, 19, 20 years old to know that I just wanted to do something that brought me joy. Like, because I talk about it now, right? And don't get me wrong, throughout the years, I've lost my way here and there, you know, always to come back to, okay, like, there has to be some sort of joy in what we do and an enjoyment in what we're doing in life in order for, for us to be happy and content and all the things. So that was a tough moment, but I truly remember it like yesterday. And I remember sitting down with her as like, mom, this is not what I want to do. And, and surprisingly, she was very understanding. She didn't understand like what I was going to do. Obviously you're as a parent, you want your child to be safe. But I'm like, mom, I felt safer going out on my own and creating my future versus going and being hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and, and just following this path that 
was pretty predictable, right? You're an associate for five, six years until you like move up the ranks and then you start to make more income. And then it's just, it was a very predictable, a predictable life for me. And so I wanted something different. I love that. And even in that, it's like, I find what's so fascinating about kind of like our, these newer generations is that we come from these very, harsh isn't the best word, but it's the worst one that the first one that's coming to my mind, but these like harsh mindsets of like, you have to struggle to achieve great things. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, or like you got to come up with something wildly, insanely incredible for you to really make it in this world. Otherwise you just kind of put your head down, you work hard. And you just kind of get what you get at the end of the day. And hopefully that's something greater than what our parents were able to experience or grandparents were able to experience. And then here comes along these new generations, which even like for, um, for me, like I'm in my early thirties and I didn't have as much access to things like the internet or YouTube and stuff like that up until like really probably five, six years ago, like I started to like look and oh, what's this? Like I had MSN Messenger growing up or like Nexopia. I had AOL. I I didn't have my first cell phone (laughs) until I was like 21. You know, I grew up in the pager era. I, (laughs) I, uh, I'm, I'm engaged to my high school sweetheart. You know, we were together. He was my first love, first everything. And we reconnected after 17 years um, and we talk about this sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, do you remember when you used to page me? Um, and like the highlight of our Friday night was going blockbuster and like re- yeah. renting a new release. Like that was how we grew up. Right. And so, yeah, I didn't, and you know, I'm really glad that I didn't have the social media through my twenties. Cause I wasn't quite like in it yet to really have the comparison to what others were doing. I literally just stayed the course of like, what is it that I want to create? What is it that I want to build in this world? And I like was able to stay the course without any sort of like distraction or outside noise because the social media just wasn't quite where it is now, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And even for myself, I found that when I got started five years ago, like there wasn't, there was a lot but there still wasn't as much as there is today. And I love mm-hmm. that the Friday night blockbuster moments because that like that was my childhood growing up. It was such a sad thing when they finally closed down. I was like, oh, that's so iconic. Kids will never know. <laughs> they'll never know what it's... Oh, I was going to say... They'll... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> they'll never know what it's like for the new movie to come out and it already be rented from the shelf. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. And anytime I bring this up, cause I have a stepson who is seven and like, he's like, well, like, you mean like, like a uh, Sega Genesis? Like he doesn't understand like anything. And whenever I bring that up or I try to show him pictures and it's so funny to see, but you know, it really was those moments. They're very nostalgic, right? It's like, you think back and it brings you back to a moment in time where things were just little bit more, you know, more simpler and just more easygoing. And so I think, you know, there's the pros and cons to obviously social media. And I think for business owners, it can be a really great thing, but I do remember a time where it was just a social, um, uh, photo sharing app and that's all it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where I was going with this, I love it. Sometimes we just get lost down memory lane. <laughs> um, but where I was going with this is that we grew up with these generations who had these like very specific mindsets and mentalities. And now we're starting to find ourselves in this new era where it's like, 
what else is possible? And I find that that tends to be the triggering pivotal moment for a lot of people where it's like, okay, I could go in this direction, but do I actually want that where we have more options or opportunities now? And that question, what else is possible for me? Aside from just this beautiful experience that you've already shared, how has that been a catalyst and an influence for you to continue to move through your life and sell your gyms and become a speaker and change your direction and your vision? Yeah, that's a great question. And it always brings me back to the doing the thing. Well, alignment, first and foremost, it's like being able to go down this road. And yeah, it, it may be hard, but I also now look at hard as it doesn't have to equate. I know we talked about this. It doesn't have to equate to this like suffering like hard can actually just God, like this feeling of overcome and being committed to the process and like building something great. But for me, it's always coming back to alignment. And especially for me, the last five years, what lights me up like inside what sounds kind of scary, but really exciting, you know, like hosting a retreat in Sedona, like gosh, this feels like a stretch. Okay. This feels like a stretch. You know, I'm, you know, obviously the masculine tendency, how many women do we need? What is the overhead? Like, what is my cost? Yes. We have to get a certain amount of people there, but then also the feminine alignment side is like, oh my gosh, we get to connect with all of these women and share these beautiful experiences with, with them. And they get to have this amazing transformation. So I always like for me, especially these last five to six years, as I started really creating from a place of alignment, it really goes into like, what does it feel in my body? You know, mm -hmm. and what does this feel? And, and I get really excited. And I know when I'm really excited about something and I really want to give it my all, I find myself even thinking about it or working on it when I'm driving or when I'm about to go to bed. I know we were just talking about this before we jumped on, like when I'm about to go to bed, all of a sudden I'm getting these ideas. And that's when I know I'm really interested in something, but I also am really like I'm really like attached to the the outcome of how this is going to feel and how are the women that are going to be going to the event or experiencing this offer going to feel as well. So that's sort of, I guess, for me, my catalyst. I love that. You said something really interesting that sparked a question. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And it's what, how would you define the difference between taking a step towards alignment because of the bigger vision, because of the feeling, because of the experience and having a vision, but feeling so overwhelmed by it. So what mm. came to mind was I was thinking about how there's often times when we take steps in a certain direction that we know is going to be so incredible, but then we mm. equally get slapped with the, how am I going to do this? And then we get into the nitty gritty of it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I love this question so much because I don't feel the, am I surprised you? And I don't feel like enough women do this, but it is the power of the women around you, right? It's your circle. It's whether you're in a mastermind, whether it's your friend group, whether it's women you're surrounded by that are doing more than you. Um, I'll give you an example. I went to an event last week, a couple weeks ago, and um, I was in, I was in the audience. So I was attending and one of the gals who also attended, <clears throat> she got to be uh, on the panel and she's actually a, a woman that's in a mastermind that I host. So she's a private client of mine. She's also in the mastermind. And after the event, I was like, Hey, her name's Clarita. How did you feel up there? Like you did so great. You know, you got to be on the panel and share your experience. And she's like, oh my gosh, I was so nervous, but I'm so glad I overcame it. 
And she shared something that was so like just very potent. And it had me thinking, you know, that actually just allowed me to think about it for this moment is, you know, being up there with all these women, like a Lori Harder, who's like launching this huge thing, you know, drink, you know, she's, she was a speaker, Jasmine Starr, who was up there speaking and all of these amazing women who are doing big things. And she's like, Felicia, I just realized that my dream, I I'm dreaming too small. And seeing the women up there gave me permission to dream bigger. And so that really got me thinking. To take things on, to either prove a point, whether that's ancestral, whether that's generational, whether that's a societal thing, we want to be able to like show people, hey, I can do this too. Mm -hmm. But it is never in anyone who has ever done anything great in their life that they have been able to get there because they truly did it themselves. Even the whole concept of like a self-made millionaire, they're not there because they actually did everything themselves. They have a team, they have a community, they have other people who helped them, whether Mm -hmm. it was advice, YouTube, uh, podcast episodes, like people, friendships, And they also go through the same challenges, like having to change their mindset and speak to themselves in new ways and find emotional intelligence and trust in themselves and intuition. And for you, you have done so many incredible things already. And I loved what you said about sharing your clients. Takeaway was where she was dreaming too small because I feel like there becomes these points where we hit these, I call them thresholds of limitation and we have that same realization no matter where you're at in your journey of your goals. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm actually underselling myself or undervaluing or dreaming too small. And I'd love for you to share what following your intuition through those realizations and then your next steps forward has been for you, whether it's a specific moment or it was a transition yeah, that's a great question. I wanted to touch upon a little bit. Uh, I wanted to add to what we just mentioned about community. I also want to mention to the audience listening um, in sharing that big idea. And it's usually you want to share that big idea with women or people that are going where you're going, right? Because sometimes if we share that idea with, you know, very often the times it's maybe a family member that will project their fears onto us. Right. So you want to be careful too, on like, who is that group that you're sharing with? And are those women going where you're going? Because there are a lot of people who won't support your big idea or support the big thing until it's popular to support you. Right. Until you've actually like proven the thing you just mentioned. And so I also wanted to like touch upon that because you have to also be careful who you speak to because those projections may be projected onto you and, and we don't want any of that. So the intuition. Okay. So intuition, um, how my intuition has guided me, you know, there are many years Riley where I didn't listen to my intuition. And let me speak on that for a little bit, because when I wasn't listening to my gut and I was, out of alignment, I felt it. It led to burnout. It led to bad relationships, even though all of the red flags were there. Um, and I didn't trust that deep down inside, as you probably talked about a lot on this podcast, that like feeling, that nudge, that thing you get in your belly that you just know that this may not be right. And it was usually those years when I didn't lead by my intuition or my gut, and I was doing things based on what I wanted others to perceive my life as or the people pleasing. And I realized 
I think you have to go through the dark in order to experience the light. We have to have the duality. So all of that, going through that, especially in my 20s, as I was like selling gym, moving on relationships or, you know, getting burned in business as well. I think you're going to keep repeating the same cycle if you don't internally heal. And I know for me, I had to go through my healing times in my life, whether it be through counseling and different modalities that I've been able to, um, to discover, to really heal my own self, whether it be inner child abandonment, the things that I had surrounding my body. And once I started to, to get better internally, I started working on myself. I noticed that the things and the people that were then attracted to me were healthier, were better for me. Right. And it's all started with me. I wasn't seeking any sort of outside validation. I wasn't jumping to the next thing. It was like, I had to work on myself first in order for, for me to attract, for instance, Keith back in my life, which was my fiance. Like if he would have came back in my life five years earlier, I wouldn't have been ready for him. I wouldn't have been able to appreciate his kindness, his humbleness, his very soft-spoken nature, because I was so in my my like masculine and like, I, oh, I need this kind of man and, you know, who's powerful and who's this. And it's like, I wouldn't have been able to appreciate the, the, the person that he is. So, you know, I do believe that you will, you will find your intuition when you realize that you haven't been using it and you, you know, you go through the lessons, you go through the darkness in order to get to the light. Oh, that is such a perfect answer. Even down to the fact that you have to go through it to be able to see what is actually for you. And then you gave your example of your fiance, because I can definitely relate to that. Um, my now husband, we had met 10 years prior. We actually got married 10 years to the day that we had first originally met. And he at the time was in another relationship. And then life took him on a journey and took me on a journey. And when we finally connected again, I had gone through a lot of relationships that both on my end and on their end were very self-sabotaged. And I didn't mm -hmm. understand why, why I couldn't commit to this person or why this person was so all over the place and so on and so forth. And until I started to really look at myself and my role and my thoughts and my energy and my beliefs, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to accept the person that my husband is and always has been when he came mm -hmm. into my life. And so I think that whether you relate to that in terms of relationships or even money or jobs or risk taking or building a business, like there is a duality that you do get to move through. And one of the things that you talked about as well is that needing that external validation, which is super important because now we live in this world where we're validating our own experiences, either based off what we don't have or off of what somebody else says that we could have, whether that's a psychic, a different healer, whether that's a friend, a coach, a mentor. And when we learn the tools to be able to walk through these experiences, walk through our own fires, yes, have the support. Yes, just like you said, go to the people who are in the same arena as you or have walked through that fire before you, right? Like make sure that you're sharing with someone who actually understands you that is such a catalyst for true transformation. And it is such a beautiful evolutionary experience and isn't just limited to like a one-time thing because then there will be yeah. something in the future that comes up where you're like, oh, wait, now mm -hmm. I know how to move through this. 
And I won't be down and out for months or years at a time. And I'd love to end with this question with you. And it is, what is one thing that you are so proud of yourself for moving through or overcoming or like showing up persistently or consistently with that got you to where you are today? Mm, that is a great question. And I honestly, I just was on vacation and I took my, my mom and I, I invited my mom and my stepdad along and we went to California and we were, I love like at dinner time, I asked like, you know, some questions and we kind of deep at dinner. And, you know, one of the things that my mom reflected back to me that will answer this question perfectly is, and sometimes we forget it, you know, we forget what we've been through, but she's like, Felicia, I'm just you know, and she does this, you know, every so often where she's like, I'm just so proud of you. You know, I'm proud of the thing and the woman that you are and the things that you've done. But she, she reflected back to me that, you know, Felicia, no matter what you've been through and, you know, cause I've lost businesses, I've been sued. I have lost everything. I've started over Riley a couple times in my life. Like, and you never really start obviously from ground zero, you start with experience, but in my head, I'm like, I'm starting from ground zero. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And so like, no matter what I've been through and no matter what life has thrown my way, I have been able to bounce back. And as you get older, you're able to handle the failures a lot quicker. You bounce back a lot quicker, which speaks to what you were just saying. I, that has been my life, you know, whatever has come at me, whether it's people or businesses or my body or the things that I've struggled with, I've been able to overcome them and continue to believe in love Okay. And not let the bad things that happened in my life, like completely destroy me and not be open and optimistic to love. Right. So believe in love, believe in possibility, believe in my ability to make things happen, believe in, you know, starting a business and growing it and becoming wildly successful doing it. So, you know, no matter what, so, you know, being able to have my mom reflect that to me, it's like, oh, wow, you're right. Like, thank you. I received that. Like, thank you so much. And it was just a powerful reminder that we're going to have these human moments and we get to decide how we want to, or how we choose to react to them. So, yeah. So powerful. And to anyone listening, just know that Felicia isn't some like guru, high master person in this world. Like she is a woman just like you who is working on herself every day, striving for more, making the changes. And she gets to experience these things that are equally wildly available for you. So Felicia, I want to thank you so much for tuning in with us today and sharing all of this. I know that the women who listen to this are going to walk away just feeling so much more enlightened and inspired and hopefully find even more of a belief within themselves to keep going. But I would love for you to share where they can find you, how they can be a part of your world. And then of course, we're going to have all the links in the show notes for you guys as well. Absolutely. Well, I've had so much fun. You're incredibly easy to speak to. Um, I hang out over on Instagram. So at Felicia Romero. So just my first name and last name and my last name's R-O-M-E-R-O. I do some TikTok stuff. I'm on there. Same thing. First and last name. Um, But yeah, Instagram is probably the place where you'll see me the most. So you can follow me there. I love it. All right. Well, we'll definitely have to connect again soon. And again, thank you so much for being here with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. 
Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.